Today we are concluding our series called The Miraculous. And the title of my message is Giving Thanks for Miracles. Giving Thanks for Miracles. And our main text is Luke chapter 17, and I'll be reading verses 11 through 19. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Today I want to share with you two ways we should give God thanks. Two ways that this Samaritan gave God thanks that we can learn from and apply to our lives. The first way we should give God thanks is give God thanks in public. Give God thanks in public. Here in this passage of Scripture, we see these ten men with leprosy, this disease, and they see Jesus, and they shout out, they call out to Him in a loud voice, Jesus, have pity on us. Basically, they're asking Him, heal us. Ten of them shout this out with a loud voice. And then in verse 15, we see that, as it says, only one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. Ten men called out in a loud voice for Jesus to heal them. But only one came back and thanked Jesus for the healing. Ten men shouted at the top of their lungs about their problem, their issue, their struggle. But only one came back in a loud voice shouting about his victory. And I believe this very thing happens today. See, what I found is we are great at sharing our problems and at times not so good at sharing our victories. When we got a problem... We tell everyone. We're telling God. We're telling our family. We're telling our friends, co-workers. Some of us, you tell complete strangers. You don't even know these people. you just in a grocery cart, you know, going around the store like somebody wants to talk. You'll tell them. I see it at Starbucks all the time, sitting there working. And I see somebody with the little coffee maker telling them about their problem. We're great at telling about our problems. But for some reason, it can be hard for us to give thanks to God in public for a miracle or an answered prayer. I myself can be guilty of this. It seems that once the prayer is answered, life just kind of goes on. There's another issue, another thing, something else happening. And we miss out on giving God thanks in public. So why is it, por- why is it important to give God thanks in public? Well, Psalm chapter 69 verse 30 says, I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with thanksgiving. The scripture tells us that we glorify Him with thanksgiving. 
See, when we give God thanks, we bring glory to Him. And what we're doing when we give God glory is we're putting a big, huge spotlight on God. When we give God glory, we are bringing attention to who He is, His love, His forgiveness, His greatness. When we give Him thanks, we bring glory to God. We put a big spotlight on Him. Psalm chapter 105, verse 1 and 2, it says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. See, this verse says that we are to make known among the nations what He has done. This verse says that we are to tell of His wonderful acts. And we can do this by giving God thanks in public. In public. And that's why this is so important. That's why it's so important to give Him thanks in public because we give glory to Him. It tells of His wonderful acts. It makes His name known among the nations. It puts a huge spotlight on God. And when we don't give Him thanks in public, we miss out on an opportunity to put a spotlight on God. We miss out on an opportunity to put a spotlight on God so that somebody's life can be impacted by God. See, some people, they don't believe in the Bible and they don't believe in God. But most of them will believe your story. They'll argue the Bible and Jesus all day with you. But you tell them about your personal experience, your story, they'll believe you. Unless you're a compulsive liar and then they're not going to believe anything you say and it's, it's a lost cause. But if you're an honest person with integrity, they will believe your story. I went to college in Springfield, Missouri. It's a, it's a very religious town, lots of churches, lots of Christians. There's also a lot of people there that aren't Christians. What's interesting though is a lot of people there that aren't, they still know a lot about God. And about the Bible, probably just from, from being in this town. And when I was in college, I worked at the, the good old Golden Corral. Worked there four whole years. As a matter of fact, if you go to the Springfield Golden Corral, there's a uniform with my name on it and a glass frame hanging on the wall. I, no, I'm, just, I'm just joking. But I, I was working at the Golden Corral. And to me, that was part of my mission field. That was a place where I believe God wanted to use me to, to show God's love to my fellow co-workers who didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And what I found is, man, when I mentioned the Bible or, 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 you know, different religions and Jesus and different things, they would just shut me out or they'd argue or they just would blow me off and all of that. They just didn't want to hear it. But when I would share with them what God's done in my life, when I would share with them how God has changed me and how I'm thankful for Him, because without Him, I wouldn't be the person I am today. When I would share with them how God used me on missions trips and how I was so thankful and humbled that God would use me. When I would share those things, they always listened. They never argued. They never blewed me off. Times they were in awe when I was able to share some of these stories, how great God was and how thankful I was. What I got to do is I got to put this spotlight on God through what He had done in my life and through my thanks for Him in my life. They couldn't understand how I was able to get through hard times and they were like, why are you always happy? You know, they couldn't understand some of those things and I'd be able to share with them. It's all because of God. I'm so thankful, so thankful for my faith. Without it, I don't know where I would be. And through that, some of those people would come to church. Through that, some of those people gave their hearts to Christ just by simply sharing what God has done in my life, giving Him thanks in public and putting a spotlight on God and who He is. 
Now, I'm not talking about going to work tomorrow and just screaming up and down your hallways, praise the Lord, God is good, and all that, you're going to be fired. All right? You can call on me tomorrow like I need a job. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And there is a, a place and a time for that. But what I'm talking about is simple conversations with neighbors, co-workers. We're just talking about life. And if you have that relationship with God, there's things to be thankful for and how you can interject those in those conversations. How you can share with them. Man, I'm thankful for how God's working in my kids' lives. Thankful for how God helped my sister. I'm thankful for how, man, the Lord has just brought peace to my life during this difficult time. I'm thankful for how he's, he, what He's done. I'm, I'm thankful. And, and you can interject these things in these little conversations. And what you're doing is putting this spotlight on God. You're drawing attention to Him. Or somebody might hear something and the light bulb finally go off and they give their heart to Jesus. Their life can be impacted. Their life could be radically changed. See, giving God thanks in public can impact lives. And when you're giving God thanks in public, can I challenge you? Make sure you're giving God thanks in all miracles, the big ones and the small ones. See, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, the Bible says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What does this mean? This means we should be giving God thanks in the good times, but also giving God thanks in the bad times. It means, yeah, give God thanks when you get that raise or that Christmas bonus. But you're also giving God thanks for that steady paycheck. Give God thanks when He does a miracle and He does a healing and you testify and, and tell someone. But also give Him thanks for that day where you were running late. It's freezing outside. You're trying to find your gloves. You can't remember where you put them. You're running around your house and you stop for a second. Say, Jesus, just help me find these gloves. And the next place you look, you find them. See, when we give God thanks in all circumstances, what we are doing is we are giving an opportunity for God to be put in a spotlight in all circumstances. See, people need to know that God cares about the big things, people with diseases and, and, and that thing and them being healed. He cares about that, but He also cares about the small things. They need to know that God cares about every aspect of our lives. And when we are giving Him thanks in every aspect of our lives, we are drawing attention. We are putting a spotlight. We are letting people know your life can be changed. That God cares about the smallest things to the biggest. He cares about you if you have a headache and He cares about you if you get lost. He cares about you if you lost a loved one. Or if you're just in a little fight. He cares about all of that. And we put this massive spotlight on Him by giving Him thanks in public. In all things. Don't have the mentality that, oh, it's small, it's insignificant. No, use every opportunity you can to draw attention, to give glory, to put a spotlight on God. See, giving Him thanks in public, it honors Him. It puts a spotlight on Him. And He can use your thanks to change and impact someone's life. Give God thanks in public. The second way that we should give God thanks is give God thanks in private. Give God thanks in private. Verse 16 of that passage, it says, He threw Himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him as He was a Samaritan. See, He gave Jesus thanks out loud in public. But then He personally goes to Jesus. He throws Himself at Jesus' feet and thanks Jesus just between him and Jesus. Thanks him personally. Thanks him privately. And when this happens, Jesus goes on in his conversation with him in verse 17 and 19. 
Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. See, Jesus makes a point to mention how the Samaritan thanked him and the others did not. So what happened to the other nine? Why didn't they take the time, like this Samaritan, to come before Jesus' feet and thank him personally? I think it's very possible that some of those nine were ungrateful for the miracle they had received. Simply ungrateful. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. Ungrateful. Some of us at times, we can just be flat out ungrateful. God answers our prayer and we're like, see you, be a bye. We're like, sweet, I can sleep in on Sundays now. We're like, awesome, I'll come back to church on Christmas or Easter. We just be ungrateful. Got what I needed. Talk to you when I'm in trouble again. Got things to do. We can take God for granted. We can be ungrateful. I think it's safe to say some of them, maybe we're simply ungrateful. Some maybe felt entitled. This is what God's supposed to do. God healed all these other people. I deserve a healing too. I've been living with this disease for so long. This is what He does. He's God. He doesn't need my thanks. He's lucky He healed me. If He didn't heal me, I would have started talking to some other gods. And there is this feeling of entitlement. That's what's supposed to happen. That's what I'm supposed to get. Or it's simply, oh, He's God. He doesn't need thanks. Maybe some forgot. Maybe some of them, man, they were on their way back to thank Jesus and all of a sudden a cell phone went off. Hello? They just forgot. Maybe they were on their way back and all of a sudden they forgot the Israelites were playing the Amalekites in a big Sunday night football game, you know, and they can't miss that. Maybe they were walking back and they saw a friend and they just started talking and it just slipped their mind. They just forgot. To give Jesus thanks. I know this happens to me sometimes. Where I'm thankful for something, but forget to thank the person I'm thankful for. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm very thankful for my wife, Jamie. She's an amazing wife. I love her and I appreciate all that she does for me. And I think about it all the time. But I don't always communicate it. Now, you know, that's, that's not helping her out. Me thinking about it doesn't help her to feel good. It doesn't build our relationship. I have to communicate it. And sometimes I forget and sometimes I just don't think. And, and so for me, it's, it's I'm flawed. Or sometimes I just take it for granted. She knows. You know, you know I love you. You know I'm thankful. Uh-uh. She needs to hear it. God wants to hear it. Sometimes it's like kids with their parents. I, uh, my dad for Christmas, he's all about the stocking. We all have like our own personalized stocking with like our name on it. And I don't know if any of you guys do that. but uh, And so Christmas is great. You open up all your presents and then you know you have a stocking. 
And my dad, he's about candy. I mean, it was just candy, candy. He puts as much candy as he can. I mean, the stocking's so big, you need like a bulldozer to help take it off the hook. You know what I mean? It's just hanging there. It's just like, you know. And so we know every Christmas we open up presents and then we say the stockings for last to go get the goodies and eat all the candy and be on a sugar rush and all that. So this one Christmas, we open up all the presents and we're like, yes, we're not done. The stocking. You know, so we come around the corner and we look at the stocking and we're used to seeing this big full thing and the stocking looks empty. I'm thinking, money. There must be money. Yes. Filled. Because, you, you know, money's thin or whatever. And so I'm expecting, I'm going to dig in this stocking and just pull out some $100 bills. Yes. So I go and I'm digging and I'm not feeling paper. I'm feeling a plastic bag and there's something in the plastic bag. And I pull it out. Three lumps of coal. Diamonds. Diamonds. So I'm going to break them over. Must be, there was no diamonds in this coal. It was, so I look at my dad and I'm like, what's this? See, so yeah, I put coal in your stocking this year because last year, last Christmas, you forgot to say thank you. Dang, talk about holding a grudge. You waited a whole year to put coal in my stock. Like, just give me a whooping a week after or ground me. Just, I just want some candy. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Such an impact. You waited a whole year. Some of you, you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm writing that. And some of you are like, my kids are so unthankful. Uh-uh, call, I'll put a mouse trap in there. See if they don't say thank you again. Shwack up! Ah! You know what I mean? You're, you're writing this stuff. Look, the kids are all scared now. <laughs> you know, in our Meet the Parents series, we actually had the students tech their, text their parents in the middle of service, Thanks. And, uh, you know, some parents passed out, you know, you know, some parents are like, oh, and then some parents, their immediate text back, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, like, like something had to be wrong for them to be nice. Like, like, like what's going on? But you know what? We had some students share how some of the parents responded back with what they were thankful for about their child. And what we had was there was this sweet moment of appreciation between these parents and their students. And. You know, the man in this passage has a moment like this with Jesus. See, when this man thanks Jesus privately, Jesus responds to him. And it's so easy to overlook. Look what Jesus says, verse 19. The end of this encounter with this man, he says, Then Jesus said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is huge. When this man gives thanks privately, he has a moment. He has a short encounter with Jesus, but it's still an encounter where Jesus confirms this man's faith, where he gives it his stamp of approval. This man leaves this encounter knowing he has a relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing that his faith played a part in his healing. How amazing is this? He is leaving this encounter with salvation. He is leaving this encounter with assurance, encouragement. He is leaving this encounter feeling blessed. Now, I don't know about you, but I'll take that any day of the week. Any day of the week, I know I can leave feeling blessed, assured, encouraged, secure in my salvation. I will take that any day of the week. And because this man followed up, took the time to thank Jesus privately, 
He has this encounter. He has this moment just between him and Jesus. Can you imagine as he's looking into Jesus' eyes and Jesus looks at him, he says, your faith has made you well. What a moment. What an encounter. The other nine missed out. The other nine weren't given this assurance. Matter of fact, it is possible that they were healed physically, but not spiritually. It is possible that Jesus had mercy on them, that he healed them, but they were never forgiven. They were never assured. They were not encouraged. See, when we're ungrateful, when we don't give God thanks in private, we miss out on God's blessings. We miss out on an encounter. Some of you don't have a relationship with God, but God has done some things for you and in your life. And if you would just take that next step to have that moment with Him and give Him thanks and acknowledge Him, you could have an encounter where you put your faith in Him and He forgives you of your sins and your life is radically changed forever. But if you keep ignoring Him, if you're ungrateful, feel untitled, you keep forgetting, you miss out on an opportunity to have another encounter where you can be saved, healed, encouraged, blessed, it's very possible that for those nine, their ungratefulness, entitlement, forgetfulness caused them to miss out on salvation. Either way, they definitely missed out on having another encounter like Jesus. Let's not be like these nine who didn't give God thanks. But let's take advantage of every opportunity we have to encounter Jesus. And we can do this by giving Him thanks in private, in our quiet time. Let's take advantage of every opportunity to encounter Him. For some, it's going to bring salvation. Others, it's going to bring assurance, encouragement. Others, a blessing. I don't, I admit, for others, it may bring something else. Either way, it's another moment with our Savior, with this amazing, awesome God. Let's always be like this man. Drop ourselves at Jesus' feet and give Him thanks in private for all things. God is worthy and deserving of all praise and thanks. And so on this week, where we celebrate Thanksgiving, let's not forget to give God thanks, both in public and in private. Give Him thanks in public so that He can receive the glory, so the spotlight is on Him, and the opportunity comes for someone's life to be impacted. Give Him thanks in private so we can have another encounter be encouraged for some to be saved our life to be impacted let's pray father lord i just want to lift up everyone in this room and god i pray you'd help us all